We live in a mostly negative world. We live in a world that doesn't want to talk about the bad and the ugly and expose that stuff. We live in a world that perpetuates disaster. Here it is, man. You want positivity, the real deal? Well, let me take you to the dark side. Welcome to the dark side of your authenticity, where I expose my bad and ugly so that you can learn something from my mistakes. Let's go. boy Fred Blumenberg on my Wednesday episode the dark side of your authenticity you know if I come to you with a third episode of the day it is a good episode a longer episode and uh, you're gonna want to stick around the dark side of your authenticity is all good man this is where I'm giving you all my bad and ugly truths why because I'm authentic no one else is going to give you this. No one else is going to continually show you where they fucked up and where they've had shortcomings or have insecurities or where they simply don't know what they're doing. No one's going to show you that. There's very few people on social media that do that. Very few. One of them that I admire is Gary V. Gary V. will he'll plan, he, he said many times that he's messed up on Uber, that he had, I think, two times to buy Uber. Uh, Mel Robbins, that's another one. She says plenty of times where she's fucked up and, and she'll show it to you on camera. Um, uh, there's another guy, Billy Jean is marketing. Ooh, I forget his last name. I want to say his name is Billy Jean. <laughs> Great guy. Um, he's another one. Um, these are people that bear their souls, man. They tell you where they fucked up. These are people that I trust. Uh, Andy Frisella is another one. Um, these are people that talk about their lives and they're willing to give you the ugly and they're willing to give you raw truths and they're willing to put you in your place and tell you stop fucking up because they have raw truths that they are going to tell you about that they're not afraid to expose. And so that's what I'm all about with this show. The dark side of your authenticity is about my bad and ugly fuck ups so that I can share my ugly truths with you so that you, excuse me, not only not feel alone with whatever you're going through, but you can also learn from my mistakes and you can understand, yo, I got somebody that's real. That's just like me. That's willing to tell their story. You know, I'm thankful that I'm here to listen to this. So I want you to know that the dark side of your authenticity is the um, complete opposite of the challenge that I give you on my Monday episodes of the Authentic Positive Mindset Warrior. So every single Monday, the Authentic Positive Mindset Warrior comes out on this podcast, Be Authentic Zone. And um, I challenge you. Every single week is a challenge. And this week's challenge was to stop giving a fuck. (laughs) 10 things that you can stop giving a fuck. It's a challenge, man. So I'm going to challenge you with 10 things that you can do or, or, um, you know, pick one. That you can figure out. Now, that episode, I want you to listen to that episode before you listen to this one. That episode is episode 1854, How to Stop Giving a Fuck. I want you to listen to it because it's going to tell you some hardcore truths uh, about how I want you to learn how to live your life. And it's going to be pretty abrasive. I mean, it's going to be very hardcore, harsh, because I want you to really understand that the only way that you can stop giving a fuck is when somebody brings, just bring it to you. It's hardcore. I'm not sitting here and, you know, going to paint it pretty. Look at my podcast. Uh, I have a description. If you want unicorns, rainbows, and candy, I'm not your guy. 
You might as well just cut me off, unsubscribe. I'm going to give you some raw, ugly shit. You know, the stuff that most gurus won't give you. You know, people trying to paint motivational things to make them sound good. No, dude. I'm going to give you the raw and the ugly because I'm about the grit and the grind. So I want you to listen to that. And I went over, (laughs) the episode was 40 some minutes long. I, I never go that long, but it was great shit in there. I tell you some good stuff. So now this is the opposite of that. I tell you how to overcome challenges by not giving a fuck. And I give you 10 good ones. So now I'm going to take those 10 and show you where I fucked up in my life before I decided to make a change. So the first one that I explain is number one, make quick decisions, no matter how big or small the task is. Now, I talk about how I made a quick decision to get over Kim. And in that episode, I talk about how I made a quick decision to end the five-year relationship that we had. I was engaged to her and I decided to end it because, you know, we were getting to a point where it was not working. And even though I I was engaged to her, it just, I knew it wasn't going to work. So I quickly said, you know what? Nope, I'm done. And there were a lot of people that, you know, called me and tried to, you know, be like, what are you doing? She's a great girl. You guys got a nice house. And, you know, and they tried to tell me what was good. And I was done. Now, before that point, that was 2005. Before that point, I was somebody that would constantly just, you know, I, I, I was, I could never commit to anything. My biggest problem was commitment. I was never committed to anything. Now, that's going to sound odd when I tell you I gave up on, <laughs> on Kim and, and, and then I tell you, oh, my biggest problem was commitment and that's the reason why I didn't uh, continue forward with Kim. That's not the truth because I'm, I'm married. I'm committed to Michelle for 15 years. So it, it wasn't necessarily uh, that I was afraid to commit to Kim. It was the fact that, you know, I had finally committed to myself, committed to what I wanted, you know, and that's pretty much where that began. But before that, I was afraid of commitment to anything, man, anything new, any job, any, you know, just anything. If it was outside of my comfort zone, I was not going to commit to it. If it was hard, I was not going to commit to it. And I can't remember anything in particular um, when it comes to commitment, but there were a lot of little things, you know, when people maybe started a multi-level marketing business or you know, started something new like that. And they said, Hey man, can you, you know, come, you know, come to my house at seven 30 at night. And, and I would be like, nah, nah, I'm good on that. Or I would say, yeah, yeah, I'll come over. And then I'd make up an excuse the day of, of why I couldn't come because I always wanted a way to get out of it. So it was like, I would say yes to things. And then I would always think to myself, okay, if the day comes and I don't feel like doing it, how do I get out of it? You know, so I always looked for a way out. I was always looking for an escape route for everything. So it was never like, yo, I'm going to be in this, you know, I'm gonna, when this ship leaves the shores, I'm going to be in this, even if it falls apart, like I'm in this, you know what I mean? I was always like, okay, now if this ship, you know, leaves the shore, yo, I got to figure out how to get my ass back. You know what I mean? Cause that's safety back there. So, um, I don't want to get out here and in these rough seas, I'm going to just coast by the coastline. How about that? (laughs) Let's stay where I can see land. As long as I can see land, that's my escape route out. You know, but the minute I get out in the middle of the ocean somewhere, that's not good. And so I could never just get out there and do anything and trust myself that I would do something because I never was committed and I never finished anything. So I said a lot there. The reason why I use the whole um, um, ship uh, thing as an example is because a lot of times when we venture off to do something new that's what it feels like 
it feels like we're leaving land. We're going into the middle of the sea. These are rough waters or, or seas that we have never been in before. And shit can get real rough out here. And we oftentimes either want to stay close to the shore or we just don't want to leave at all. Because the minute that we get out into that different colored water and a storm comes and a surge comes and we out there with waves and shit, we like, nah, this ain't what I asked for, man. This is fucked up. Nobody told me about this or I've never seen this before. So I would always call the person up at the last minute. This is before text messaging. You know, I call them up and be like, yo, sorry, can't make it. You know, ah, fuck, tired, sick, some bullshit excuse. And so that's the reason why I would say I was a master excuse maker. I was a master at it. I can make an excuse any which way uh, possible out of anything. I was a master at it making excuses. Now, the problem with that is that I was a master at making excuses for fucking everything. I never took ownership for anything. So commitment, uh, being able to finish things, that wasn't my deal. It just wasn't. So I wasn't able to make quick decisions. I always had to find a way to either stall out the, the, the process because I was scared to get out there, metaphorically speaking, into deep seas, rough seas that I knew nothing about, um, or I just needed a sign. And that's the reason why I go hardcore on people that need signs. I didn't need a sign. I needed to be committed and start and see my way through to the finish. And that was my problem. So number one, make quick decisions no matter how big or small the task is. Look, I said no matter how big or small. A lot of times we waste time with small decisions and we don't understand your brain can only process so many decisions a day. And if you waste time on something that's tiny, you are literally zapping out energy. It's like your, your, your mind is like a, a phone. The battery on the phone can only do so many things before the battery life just drains out of it. Now, it's funny because with our phone, we quick to plug that shit in. But with our mind, we ain't quick to be like, nah, I'm not going to waste that energy on that. Because the only way you can plug yourself in is to go to fuck sleep. <laughs> you got to recharge by getting rest. So that's that. Number two, start something new and finish it no matter what it is. This was a huge problem of mine. I remember when I was little, I made uh, a replica. My mom would remember this. I made in our basement a replica of, I loved stadiums. So it was a replica of the new Comiskey Park at that time. I think right now it's called Guaranteed Rate Stadium, whatever the fuck, some stupid name. Those of us from Chicago, that shit is Comiskey Park. Just like Sears Tower is Sears Tower. That shit ain't no Willis Tower or whatever the fuck it's called now. It's Sears Tower, damn it. Yeah, I went on a rant there. But I made a replica of Comiskey Park and I never finished it. I just never did. I, I would start it and I would get to a certain point and I would admire it. I'd never finish it. Um, I, and, and the reason why I tell you these things is because as I got older... It, it manifested itself in many things. I would start something, admire where I was, and then I would never finish. I was too busy stuck in admiring shit. And when I would admire it, I wouldn't want to move on because I'd be like, wow, it looks so great now. Whatever it was, it didn't matter what the fuck it was, man. I'd be stuck in admiring. And then I would get to a point where I was like, oh, fuck, this is, I don't want this to happen. Why is this happening? This trouble and that trouble. I was just stuck. And so I never found a way to move forward and finish because I was too busy being stuck. And so that's why I talk about um, whatever you start, finish. Just finish it. The biggest battle is finishing because you realize once you go through a task, the finishing and completion process tells your brain, okay, we finished something. Let's move on to the next. And it helps your brain understand that, yo, we've accomplished something here. Even if you got a, a bad grade or a, a bad result 
or it didn't come out perfectly like you wanted it, at least you can say, I got a result. And that's why most people feel like they need all the answers up front before they do things because they don't finish shit. They want in their mind to believe that if I get this, you know, amount of information about X amount of people that have gotten this particular result, that if I do what they do, I'm going to get that particular result. And if that result doesn't, you know, if I don't identify with that or like that, I'm just simply not going to do it. And what they don't understand is that you haven't finished enough things to really understand even how to get that result. So you're really just out here guessing. And that was my problem. That's why I never started anything new is because I was too busy not finishing. And so my brain knew, okay, every time we start something, he's not committed. He ain't going to finish this. He's going to get to a certain point and it's going to get hard. He's going to stop. He's going to get to a certain point and he's just going to just admire this shit. So that was my problem. Number three, if people start making fun of you, tell yourself that they're insecure. It's because they are. It's true. I didn't know that though. See, my problem was if people started making fun of me, I would stop. Or I would believe what they say. Have you ever started something and... You have friends tell you that you can't do it. And then you start believing them. You ever ask yourself why? You know why? Because there's a part of you that believes what they believe. It's almost like a part of you is on their side too. Look, man, you can't can't achieve anything if you're against yourself. You're your hardest critic and competitor. And if the voice inside of you is against you, you have much bigger issues than trying to finish shit. You got to get that voice on your squad or fire that voice. Like the best way that you can be about improving yourself, self-affirmations, meditation, you know, writing down things that are truthful about yourself and owning that shit. Like I want you to know we're all fucked up. We're all out here trying to quote unquote figure it out. There is no such thing as figuring it out. Figuring it out is really just finding a winning formula at something that you like doing and then getting what you want from that thing. But there is no such thing as technically figuring it out, right? So I want you to understand that if people make fun of you or they feel some type of way about you, it's because they feel some type of way about themselves. And they don't like you going after what you're going after because they wouldn't do that shit. And so you really got to protect what your dream is. So I would, if people said I couldn't do it or, you know, they would, people love to give you percentages, right? Especially with Google and Wikipedia out there. Motherfuckers act like they know everything. You know, they're going to tell you, oh, man, only certain people can do that. Only, you know, a certain percent of pe- percentage of people can win at that. Only the rich people, you know, and that's the reason why I talked about my buddy Keith is because I love him. But when I started my entrepreneur journey in 2015, he was the first one to be like, I remember I started at Forex and he was the first one to be like, you ain't going to be able to do that. Only the sharks do that. Well, that's because he wouldn't be able to do it. And, you know, looking back at it, it doesn't matter that I didn't make it at Forex. I worked at it tried to figure it out. It didn't work for me. I moved on to the next thing. It was a stepping stone. It wasn't my final resting place. And so that's what people don't understand about life is that most things are just stepping stones to get you to where you want to get to. They're not your final resting place. They're not the spot that you're supposed to be the greatest of all time at. That's what losers think. That's the reason why he's still stuck in the same spot right now. Yeah, he made a few moves, but he ain't going nowhere significant. So I want you to understand that when people say shit about you, it's not about you. This is why you got to get good at deflecting. Because most people are sponges. They soak up everything that people say to them 
And then they feel some type of way because you soak up that hatred, that vitriol, whatever they trying to give to you and you soak it up. Instead, you need to de- uh, deflect that shit. Be Teflon. <laughs> that shit just falls right off you or deflect it right back to them. It's like a boomerang. And then they got to take it. When you do that, you start realizing that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. Most people are going to tell you what they wouldn't do. They're going to tell you what they wouldn't do and then they would try to make it about you. Or you ain't going to be able to do that. That's because you can't do it. You get what I'm saying? Like, you got to understand that up front. Number four, say no to uh, things you don't want to do and don't justify it. I was too busy saying yes to too many things. And, and, and if I had to say no, I couldn't just stand on it and be like, nah, that's because I want to. And it's because, again, I was exalting everybody's opinion above mine. Everybody mattered more than me. And I felt obligated to be, you know, a part of whatever anybody was making up. But it was like, yo, I, you know, why should I feel obligated to do your shit? Why? Because I, I did not have confidence. I lacked confidence. So lacking confidence, I would not say no because I didn't want that person to be mad at me. So I would bullshit and lie. Yeah, I'll be there. And then when I, what I really meant was no, yeah, I'll call them up at the last minute and tell them I'm not going to be there. Instead of just being like, no, I don't want to do it. And just whatever, taking that heat. Why don't you want to do it? This is a great opportunity because I don't feel like it. And not giving a fuck. I couldn't do that because I didn't have the confidence to do that because literally I cared too much about them. <coughs> Excuse me. More than I cons- uh, considered my own feelings. And... When you do that, you are, you are constantly saying other people matter more than you. That's really what you're telling people. They matter more than you. And your mind sees this sort of action and it repeats the same habits. And that's what you keep doing. Is you keep saying, yo, you matter more than me. So I'm going to say yes to make you feel good. Fuck my feelings. Nah, man. Say no. And don't give a fuck. They'll be all right. If they don't like it, fuck them. Maybe they weren't your friend anyway. Number five. Say what's really on your mind and don't care who thinks what about it. This is good. This is like number four. Say what's really on your mind. Who cares what they think? Give a fuck. I mean, unless you're paying my bills or taking care of me endlessly to the end of time, (laughs) I really don't give a fuck what you think about me or what you think about my situation. Now, some of you might be listening to this and saying, yeah, well, my mom is taking care of me or whatever. Okay, just don't go in those certain areas that you know that you're going to have a conflict with your mom or your dad or your your grandparents or whatever. We're just not going to talk about that. We're just not going to go into that 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 area. We're not going to we're not going to discuss this. But if you really want to make a way for yourself, you're going to have to detach yourself from that person that's actually taking care of you and, you know, find your own way. There's a lot of challenge in that because now you got to, again, not give a fuck and you got to trust yourself. Best way to trust yourself is finish more things. You have to start and finish more things because then your mind starts to realize, oh, we're going to complete whatever we start no matter what. It's not about what they think about my past. It's about what am I creating towards the future? Say what's really on your mind, man. Be upfront, be blunt, be bold. Because if you're not, you're going to get your ass ran over. You telling people how to treat you by being gray. You know what I mean? Just getting along to get along. I don't want to rock the boat. Fuck out of here, man. Well, then your ass going to get rocked off based on whatever somebody else going to say. That's what's going to happen. Number six, take a risk on something and learn to fail. This is important because the school system teaches you the opposite. It teaches you to be safe 
and pass everything. Be safe. We want you to be safe. Now, I'm not going to get too far into this, but I'm going to say my own little piece. That's what's going on with the news. We want everybody to take the vaccine so we can be safe. Uh, Look, man, you're not going to be able to get a guy like me to believe that shit. Number one, I already know the news has an agenda. Number two, I get COVID and I understand that, but I, I am willing to bet on my health more than just the vaccine. Now, whether you feel the same way or not, I don't give a fuck. It's me. Now, you're going to have other people. Well, you're infecting everybody else. No, man. Check it out, bro. If you see what's been going on and you get aware of what's been going on, COVID is always around. It's always around. It just seems to be more in your face because it's been covered more and the fear has been pumped out into society a whole lot more over the past two years. If you really step back away from the fear and you look at this with your own two eyes and you pay attention to what's going on, You're not going to be making decisions based on fear. You're going to figure out what you can do. Not trying to control everybody else and making everybody else feel bad because of your, you know, your own shit. Like, here's the thing. If if we're going to talk about that impacting other people, so does alcohol. You don't see them taking away alcohol. Alcohol infects everybody. Whether you drink it or not. If somebody decides to drink and drive, everybody's affected. Not just, you know... The person that's drinking, everybody. Who are you going to take away alcohol just because one person can't control their alcohol? You don't see alcohol going away. Nobody has taken that away. Nobody has taken away fast food and just promoted all healthy food. So what does this come down to? Your decision making, not everybody else's. So when you understand this, you understand that the risk is on you. You have to take it and be willing to fuck up. Now, I know I use the COVID-19 as an example. I only use it as an example in the space of when people get fearful and try to be safe. They just make a safe choice and, and, you know, they don't think about what they're doing. They just, they're so, they've been bombarded by fear so long that they don't know how to take a risk anymore. And school promotes the fear that if you don't graduate, you ain't going to get no job. And they perpetuate that fear with every job saying, hey, do you have a college degree and blah, blah, blah. There's plenty of motherfuckers that ain't got college degrees that, got, that make a ton of cash. <laughs> In fact, there's a lot of motherfuckers that make a ton of cash that don't have no college degrees. That employ the motherfuckers that went to school. So what should that tell you? That should tell you if you want to go to school, go to school. If you don't want to, you don't have to. You're not going to die either way. It's a matter of what route are you willing to take? When you take the fear off of it, what route are you willing to take? Because whatever route you decide to take for school, that's on you. That's not on everybody else. It's on you. This is the reason why most people can't take risks. Because they don't want to fail and be ostracized and everybody point fingers at them. But you've been failing long since you were born. When you started to walk, you were failing. Falling down and shit. You didn't quit then. It's not like your parents told you to stop walking. (laughs) You just kept going until you figured it out. So I want you to really take more risk. Number seven, be willing to say something on social media and not respond when someone doesn't like your message. This is great because I used to be the guy. I used to be the guy. I remember being in Facebook fights with people before 2015 with people on social media about certain things. And I would, you know, refresh my story feed every 15 minutes or I would have notifications coming to my fucking phone while I was on my job. I'd be checking, checking this shit on lunch breaks, like just literally responding to bullshit all day long. And all I wanted was the last laugh to put that motherfucker down and just continue on. And I'm good at it. I'm good at a verbal beatdown. I'm good at that shit. I'm a fucking pro. 
You ain't going to beat me. But here's the thing. What am I using my energy for? Fucking low life, man. I was a low life. Responding to people all fucking day long. Next three days, four days later. Trying to get likes. Oh, if they liked my shit, that makes me feel good. What? Going nowhere. Wasting time. Doing stupid shit. Not giving anything of value. I was looking to be right. But what did being right give me? Nothing. I was just cantankerous, negative. And I wasn't doing anything with my life other than fucking around on social media, giving up a lot of time. And then I want to complain about around payday that I'm not getting enough money. But I'm spending all this time responding to Facebook comments. So fucking dumb. I was dumb. I was stupid. And it took me losing my job in 2015 to stop all that stupid behavior. This is the reason why most people can't get on social media is because they know they're the type of person to be reactive to comments because there's assholes out there everywhere. They're abundant. They're abundant. And what I learned about myself about the way I responded to people was that idiots and dumbasses are always going to look for the last laugh because that's what I used to do. I was an idiot. I was a dumbass. I would always look for the last laugh, the last comment all the time because I had nothing better to do with my fucking life. I was a low life doing stupid shit. Now think about this. I was a married man wasting time on social media, responding to bullshit comments because I just had to feel some type of way to fill my motherfucking ego. Dumb. I was being dumb. And it wasn't until I figured out that that was a waste of time. I was too busy copying and pasting links from Google and Wikipedia and shit that I could say, yeah, see, I'm right. And what I didn't understand is that no matter what I knew, I wasn't going to change that person's mind. I wasn't going to change their mind. We're over here locked horns on, you know, polar opposites arguing at each other, trying to get the last word. Stupid as fuck. So yes, those people online, they'll be there all the time. There's no reason as you, as someone that's moving forward and doing things, needs to interact with that stupidity. Usually what I do is I'll say maybe one thing, maybe two at the most, and I just let it be. Whatever. I might mute the post or hide it or let it keep going. I don't give a fuck because I know that was the old me. And the old me was dumb as fuck. So I know not to fuck with that. Number eight. Stop seeking permission and just do it. Whatever it is you've been waiting or wanting to do, just do it. I was too busy looking for people to approve what I was doing. Before I started my entrepreneur journey in 2015, I wanted people to be like, yeah, you can do it. I cheer you on. Once I realized that I was in an arena where nobody was going to cheer me on, then I knew, okay, it's just me. Now, Michelle is a huge support system, so I don't want you to think it was just me and nobody, but I want you to really get down to the nitty gritty and understand what I'm saying. Whenever you go after what you want and it's complete opposite of what everybody else is doing and it's, it's, it's literally like burning society's norms, people are going to feel some type of way about what the fuck you're doing and it's going to feel like it's just you. Do it anyway. You understand what I mean? Like, you're like a rock being thrown in water. <laughs> You're going to make waves and ripples. And you can't try to be the rock that makes no waves or ripples. Because if you do, you, you have no impact. You're going to make an impact if you do something different. Especially if everybody in your family and all your friends do one thing one way. If they all go right and you decide to go left, they're all going to think you're going to die. Yes. They're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? So I want you to understand that 
Whatever you really want to fucking do, stop looking for everybody to be like, yeah, you're, they're all going right and you're going left. Yeah, you're going the right way. They're not going to be like you're going the right way. They're going to be like, Where, why are you going in that direction? What are you doing? Do it anyway. It's your life. Number nine. Here's a good one. Be okay with being imperfect. We all are. My problem was I never wanted to try something because I wanted everything to be like the Midas touch. I wanted to make the right choices, the right decisions. I would like read as many books as I, well, I wouldn't read. I would, what am I saying? I would try to get as much information about something as I, as I could. I fucking hated reading. So I would get as much information as I possibly could about a certain subject. And then when I felt like I was good enough, then I would get started. But what I didn't realize is you can have all the knowledge you want, but the knowledge doesn't come from just learning or reading about something or watching it in a video, it comes from the action that you take because the action is going to get you the result. And you got to learn certain things in the action that you can't learn from a book or a video. Here's a great example. I remember working as a paraprofessional in a therapeutic day school in um, Illinois. And the kids that I worked with, they were, man, they were, they were challenging. Talking about autistic, nonverbal, severe and profound um, emotional disorder, behavior disorder, uh, suicidal, um, you know, you know, defiant, um, rad, everything you could think of, man. And these kids, you had to be in the environment of this kind of stress to really understand how to even respond. I'm talking about, man, I've been kicked, punched, slapped, Pissed at, uh, pissed on, pooped on, uh, bitten, you know, scratched, fucking called every name in the book, every derogatory name in the book, you know, accused of shit, uh, everything, man. And so this is the stuff that they're not going to give you in textbooks. They're not going to show you before you come to these environments. And we used to have these young people that would come in with these PhDs or whatever in, you know, autistic and blah, 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 blah. And they would get in these environments and they would be shell-shocked. It'd be like a war zone. You can read about war zones and you can look at this shit on TV all you want until you get in that shit and real bullets are flying. Now, it's completely different now. Now, I'm not condoning any sort of combat or war activity or glorifying the shit. I'm simply making a metaphor and a comparison to, hey, when you get out of your comfort zone and actually come to the war zone, completely different. And it reminds me of when people are want to talk about football players and how they need to toughen up. I'm like, yo, you watching football on TV. You at home, yo. Even if you in a stand, you in a stands. You ain't on the field. You in a comfortable spot. If your ass was on the field, that shit would be moving at warp speed. And the minute that you got hit, you would think you got was in a car accident. Then you got to get back up and play and be conscious and be aware. Motherfucker, you would have no idea what's going on. You'd want to go on that sideline. You get what I'm saying? So I want you to understand the importance of you ain't got to be perfect. We're all imperfect. Unperfect. Imperfect. <laughs> I just fucked up there. And I say that because I want you to understand it's not about being perfect. It's about just finishing. It's about finishing. Too many people want to be perfect and they don't realize it's not about being perfect. You learn on the go. You learn on the way. And you finish. And the example that I gave is when they crown the NBA champion this summer, they're not going to be like, yes, you had a perfect season. Everything you did was perfect. They're going to be like, yo, you're the champ. You're the last one standing. Here you go. That's what it's about. Get to the finish line. Be the last one standing. Not try to be perfect. Nobody gives a fuck if you're perfect or not. 
Just be the last one standing. Last but not least, number 10, let go of societal norms. Anyone that's keeping up societal norms, they're all assholes anyway. Yep, I said it. You know why? Because they are holding up something that is just untrue. Be politically correct. Eh, fuck all that, man. I, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. Not trying to offend anybody. But I want you to understand, if you tried to play every fucking unwritten rule, you would not move anywhere in life. You wouldn't even be able to trust yourself doing anything. You would be stuck. You wouldn't want to rock the boat. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You want to play nice in the sandbox. Man, get out of here. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't doing nothing significant. And I'm harsh in saying this because both of these two episodes are really to develop your, your I don't give a fuck mindset. And when I say I don't give a fuck, I mean, I want you to turn inward and just say, there are certain things that I just don't give a fuck about. I'm going to, number one, make quick decisions, no matter how big they or small they are, and not care. Number two, I'm going to start something new, and I'm going to finish it no matter what. Number three, I'm going to uh, start, if people start making fun of me, I'm going to understand that they're insecure because they are. Number four, I'm going to learn to say no and not have to justify that to anybody and be okay with that. Number five, I'm going to say what's really on my mind and not care what anybody thinks. I don't give a fuck. This is mine. I own this. Number six, I'm going to take a risk on something and learn to fail. In fact, I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to expect to fail. It's about learning, not the failing. Number seven, be willing to say something on social media and not respond if somebody doesn't like your message. Who cares? They're all trolls. They ain't got shit to do. I told you about what I used to do, wasting fucking days, messing around, refreshing Facebook. Just stupid. Number nine, be okay with being imperfect. We're all, we're all imperfect. Nobody is leaving this planet perfect. If you ain't leaving this planet crazy, you ain't doing life right. You're not. And then last but not least, let go of the societal norms. Let go of it all, man. At the beginning of this episode, I talked about how I was with Kim and, you know, how I didn't like, the, I just didn't like how things were going. Make a long story short. It just, you know, I was with her for five years and, you know, I proposed to her because I just felt like it was the right thing to do and it just wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't end the way I wanted it to. So I just, number one, made a quick decision and left her. And finally found somebody that I was open to. I was open-minded. And it happened that quick because I was open-minded to find somebody that, that there were a few things. I was open-minded and I was willing to be authentic, like be myself and not care. I personally think a lot of people don't get what they want because they give too much of a fuck. They care too much. If you just did things with zero expectation, you would actually enjoy more things. You would actually get more out of life. But too many times people do things with these unrealistic expectations so high and they don't achieve them and then they get so down on themselves. I'm not saying don't have an expectation at all with something. I'm just saying do something with zero expectation. Like you don't give a fuck. <laughs> I used to do this when I used to go and get telephone numbers from girls. Yes, that's right. When I used to be in the dark ages without cell phones, we actually had to carry a pen and paper around with us and get people's telephone number. And I used to be like, yo, I'm going to ask these girls out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get their number. And if I don't, I'm give a fuck. Never had it anyway, so no expectation. If I get it, that's a bonus. If I don't, fuck it. Zero expectation. I never had an expectation to get it anyway. So I had more fun just talking Hey, girl, what's up? We just talking. That's it. Zero expectation. You have more fun. Stop living by what society thinks you should do and all the societal norms. Man, stop it. You're wasting life. You're wasting time.
What do you want to do? What do you want to get? Go for it. Don't waste time anymore. Go for what you want. This episode today was all about where I messed up. I want you to learn from my mess ups and I want you to understand one thing. You can overcome anything if you're willing to stop giving a fuck about what other people think and start giving a fuck about what you think. That's what it's all about. It's your boy Fred Blumenberg. Guys, I love you. Be blessed. I will see you on the other side. Subscribe and share.